say. How's it going, Spizzo? It's going great, man. How you been? Yeah, good, man. It's been a while. It has, actually. I feel like it's been, God, what? At least six, seven months. I think it's actually more than that, man, because I... when you... What was the place called that you used to work with again? Market Square, wasn't Market it? Market Square. Yeah, Market Square. And we met through uh, Spider Tanks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That was funny, man, because I remember playing Spider Tanks and you were streaming and you were putting it up on the Spider Tanks channel. Yep. And I was I was sort of like um, trolling you a little bit. I'm like... Oh, you were kicking the exactly crap out of me. <laughs> but I was having yeah. a good time. You know, it was like you were... Even though you were putting a beating on me, I mean, you weren't toxic about it we were having fun i i enjoyed yeah. it yeah because i was beating you and i was listening to your stream at the same time you're like <laughs> you're sniping bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time man oh hell yeah man hell yeah but yeah man so uh what have uh have you been still playing spider tanks what's going on yeah so with spider tanks man they sort of um I don't want to say they shit the bed, but they sort of did in regards to the economy on spider tanks. Ah. So I think at the moment, man, they've only got like around 78 or 80 active players. Oh, really? And this is a game that's full release. Yeah, that's actually one um, we were playing the other day, and uh, it was me, a buddy, and uh, one of my uh, guild members. Um, and we had no problem getting games. And then when two of my other guild member friends wanted to play we would sit there for like four or five minutes and eventually they were like i don't want to wait anymore like let's go play something else you know yeah so like were you before they joined you you were running just solo queues were you um i actually have only done a few solo queues in all honesty like i've been lucky enough that every time i went to play i usually have a full team because i've also yeah. heard that if you don't have a full team it's very hard to actually get games sometimes uh, because a yeah. lot of people are rocking full teams. I didn't know the community level had dropped so much. Like, But that is something that's rampant in the entire blockchain gaming industry currently. And, yeah. you know, rightfully so. I, I, I get it. You know? Yeah, it's a shame that it happened, man. Because, like, you put in so much money into the, buying these tanks. And it's not like Gala itself um one of the more accessible platforms as far as a buy-in. Yeah. Because, you know, you got, you got some games and it's like, you know, 20 bucks USD to buy a character or a skin or whatever you need to play the game and then with Galar it's like minimum maybe 250 bucks USD. Yeah, that one is actually I've been resistant and other people have been a little bit more resistant to when the free to play aspect showed up for at least spider tanks it did open up a lot more potential for people but I clearly they didn't capitalize on that like because I did I do recall Gala has it's pricey, I guess, is the way that I would put it compared to most of the games that I've been playing and focused on have been um, Engine Network uh, primarily. Um, but, you know, we're not restricted to any of that. Like I do, um, like Gods Unchained is another one that I play. Lost Relics Dungeon Universe has been one we've been playing a lot lately. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. And then we play like non some non blockchain games like every night where we'll play uh, grounded or uh, golf with friends. Yeah, Palette yeah, cleanser. the games that you play, man, they actually look fun. So... I mean, there's a lot of good potential in blockchain gaming. Um, Engine was the first, the reason why I was attracted to Engine initially was because they were the first one that were rocking the multiverse idea and actively doing it. Where when I first joined up, they're not as actively doing this anymore. Um, it's kind of not happening anymore uh in my opinion but when i first showed up it was like i bought nfts for you know one game and they worked for five and mm -hmm. they held value much longer than other games like if one of the i always thought it was a smart bet because it's like if it works for five games we're in an industry right now with blockchain gaming where you never know when something's just going to implode or stop or for whatever reason, it's not like Diablo 4 is never going to be produced. It may take 10 years, but it will eventually come out type of situation. Or a new World of Warcraft thing, or a new Call of Duty. They're coming. So if you had something of an NFT aspect, it would still sustain some value. But so it was, you know, as of those five games, I think only two of them are now active. But, you know, it still sustained a little bit more of a value. Because yeah, it worked well for multi- I think with like Gala and stuff, like 
you know, if it was a Vox or something like that, they would market the shit out of it online. And then it's like, you know, Spider Tanks is their full their first full release game. And it's like no marketing at all. Oh, so, yeah. I was surprised, know. but like, so we were, I was supposed to go to, um, I've been working a lot of conventions lately mm-hmm. um, where I've been going, you know, to, I do like, we'll film and do social media and SEO and make little clips and stuff. And, you know, gone to what PAX West, TwitchCon, I'm getting ready to go to PAX East um, next month. And then NFC or NFT NYC will be after that. Um, mm-hmm. that have been hired from these gaming companies and stuff like that. But you see, like, we were supposed to go to Galacon, and you, it just turned into Galaverse, I think is what it turned into, and then they rescinded their invite to us. Yeah. And then I didn't hear anything about Galaverse at all, and it was kind of like, I thought you guys had this all set up. Like, you guys had world championships for spider tanks and there mm-hmm. seemed to be some decent engagement when i when me and you first met in that game and it was like what happened oh yeah the hype was all there man like back in the alpha, like in the pretty much the alphas and the early betas but then it's it's just slowly died off like yeah like and it's not just like the fact that not many people are playing man i think the reason they're not playing is because of the the way that they set up the market and everything like as far as your like how you earn silk like i I've got a legendary cannon. Okay. And that, that cost me around 5,000 bucks AUD. Okay. So I'm not sure what the conversion is in USD, but I'm yeah. assuming it would be over three and a half grand or oh, something. Oh, yeah, definitely around there. And a silk's like, I can't remember the exact price, but when I last looked, it was 80 cents, and you're only earning eight silk a day for playing 20 games. And it's like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense, man. It's a, it's a great motivating return that you get out of that yeah and i think they've changed it now so like you get victory points and then you pretty much max it out after 10 wins instead of 20 now okay but so like the difficulty has gone down but to get your 20 wins man that was like six hours like for a normal player or maybe more yeah so now you're still you're still doing three hours for fucking eight bucks and that's if you've spent fucking five grand on a legendary setup that's not exactly a motivating return rate, in my opinion. <laughs> no, not at all, man. Even if it doubled and you were getting sixteen bucks, like, it's still not very much, really. Yeah, no. For three, not for at three all. hours, you know. So, have you I been think, playing other things? Um, well, I've been playing Web Two stuff, man. So I've been playing that new Hogwarts game. Oh yeah, I had one of my <laughs> guild members. Uh, we released some videos on it on our uh, channel. Actually, he really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't finished that yet, but I've um, like I was playing Superior for a while, which is a gala game as well. I heard Superior uh, is pretty fun. Yeah, I heard that actually wasn't bad. What but is uh, what is that one like? It's like an FPS, man. It's almost reminds me of like um, I think I might have heard this on another podcast as well, the Forged in Crypto one, or maybe Faz Radio. But they reckon that it's sort of similar to like Zombies in Call of oh, Duty, where it's okay. just like it's like a survival base game oh we did a video on that game yeah 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 actually yeah and it's got cartoony graphics and um it's fine so that appeals to a lot of people as well especially the younger generation oh yeah that and uh like the borderlands community too like open the door up for first person shooters to be okay with that style yeah yeah well i love borderlands man that's like one of my favorite game titles so same but but that that game's pretty good i did play the um legacy which is like a sort of like an economy game. I don't know Legacy. Uh, it's an odd sort of game because a lot of people thought it would um, compete with Townstar. Oh, okay, okay, Townstar. Yeah. But yeah, Legacy's. Um, I'm pretty sure it's made by the same guy that made the Fable games. Oh no, crap! I really love those ones. Legacy. Oh, okay. I see. I see what it is. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's a good so one, though. You'd recommend that one? Um, Well, it's only in the alpha, man. So, like, it wasn't too bad, but it's, like, very click-based. It's more, it's clicking for sort of no reason mm-hmm. other than the fact just to click. Okay. So that sort of shit annoys me a bit. But, um, yeah, like, I can see, 
I could see people wanting to play it once it's like, you know, in beta or it's released. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. In the alpha, you know, it was like, it was good for, for an alpha. But yeah, I hope that they keep improving stuff on it. <laughs> always, right? Like, I always yeah. want it. Or I'm like, more interested in the, the games that you play, man, because like out of the games that you play, what's your favorite one at the moment? Oh, at the moment, probably the one where I'm investing the most time in lately has been Dungeon Universe, which is essentially World of Warcraft if it was an alpha back when it first released. Like, it's pretty bare bones still, but you can play with your friends. The NFTs that you find in the game are automatically deposited into your uh, wallet, um, where a lot of games have portals now, where it will be like, it's an NFT, but... You can sell it in-game and then take the cryptocurrency out. I've noticed it being a larger trend in a lot of games, so I do like when it's a little more pure in the sense that it's going right to my wallet. It's just a strict NFT. And X is a very reliable and good um, uh, sales and marketing like channel for them because like, it's engines like Marketplace, and they've got their jump net now. So there's JNG where they're, you're no longer paying gas fees. So I think it's like a, I don't know, 0. 0.00001 of a penny of something like that to do any trade, which is real nice. And being blockchain gaming, being like a smaller community, it's been nice that when our group has switched from one game, we've pulled sections of the community over to be interested in other games as well and yeah. so we'll have a lot of this like springboard activation in the community which you know in turns make it so that items are more valuable you can sell them more frequently there's but i will say dungeon universe is once you get to level 10 you're spending just hours and hours and hours like grinding the same damn thing like yeah, so it gets like, a little bit tedious, son. It is very <laughs> tedious right now. There's a so, uh, like secondary land that you can get to when you're level 20, but it's like an ungodly amount of killing griffins or bears for <laughs> to get to level 20 eventually, like at that sense. Um, but then Lost Relics has always been one of the anchors, um, which is essentially Diablo on blockchain, and it's it looks great. It's it's visually appealing. Um, it's slow to output, but that's because the team is so small. But that's a standard that you'll see with, you know, a yeah. lot of blockchain games. Um, they're very small. I really love, out of all the ones that I've seen you play, man, that's probably the one that's more appealing to me. Oh, yeah, dude. We can get you in there. Like, yeah, I've, I've got to get into it, man. What yeah. um, blockchain What blockchain is that on? That's Engine. Like, so engine. Ethereum, and then it's a layer two of Ethereum. But you do need to access JumpNet to get to it. Um, so it's like a layer three on Ethereum, technically. But if you do Engine, you it automatically join JumpNet as well because it's there, you know, gas-free subnet. So can you make an account for for Engine on um, Ledger, or you don't know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you just go over to uh, just. Um, its primary use is through the phone, so if you're going to use it on the computer, it can be a little less user-friendly because it uses a lot of QR codes to to speed things up for you. Yeah. So, and, you know, so it will be, you would look stuff up on your computer and it'll pop a QR code up and then you pull up your engine app and just, you know, throw it over there. It'll just say scan QR code, but works fluidly with... Um, you know, I use Coinbase and um, Exodus as my yeah. uh, my wallets and my exchanges and, you know, transfers immediately. I've never had big problems with them. The only time that there were were when there was they switched from Engine to Engine 2.0 um, as part of this. Uh, there's a, a new subnet called X, or Affinity coming out, which is going to allow the multiverse to come back. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it's like the advantage of it, from what I understand, would be like if you're a game developer, you don't actually have to uh, integrate into the multiverse actively. Your items will just be multiversed if you want them to be. It's like a checkbox. So it'd yeah. be like if I find a shield in that game, I could use it in another game. It's kind of like the everybody wins tactic. 
Which so, is, like, as far as um getting loot and everything in the game, is it like a lottery system, or is it like how does that work? So, in Dungeon Universe, I I will say I played I've been playing Lost Relics for I don't know a year and a half, maybe maybe more. Um, I feel like I joined in like September twenty one, maybe so maybe over two years now. But um, I it's they don't it's not kind on finding items for most people in that game. I have found not much. Like I will say it is actively a very fun game and the items retain some level of value because there aren't a lot of them in the liquidity pool essentially. But um, in dungeon universe, they're more prevalent. um, And because it's a smaller community, like there's like regular nfts then t1s and then t2s and then there's specialized t2s now Mm -hmm. um and you know right now if you find a specialized t2 it may be worth four to five hundred bucks and you'll actively be able to sell it but you can only get that in the new area so you have to be level 20 so you already have to have you know killed 20 quadrillion boars like essentially like the uh, south park episode uh with world of warcraft (laughs) <laughs> they're trying you know they're like let's just go kill boars for a month that's mm-hmm. how it feels but um in the first month that i played i found i think six nfts and i successfully sold four of them because i was using two of them and i think i made like i don't know 140 bucks 150 bucks like yeah. for low tier so ones the... which you know it's it, it is what it is but it's still more appealing than you know not getting anything you know like so what's the initial buy-in for that game? Uh, it's free, hundred percent. So like, if you, when you first create a character or anything like that, it doesn't cost you anything. Nothing at all. Uh, one of my uh, guildmates who's into the, he's level twenty plus, and he's like found, he just found a another like T two specialized one. Um, he's never put a dime into the game, and he think made about five six hundred bucks on it, something yeah. around there, and he's like actively trading and stuff so he's kind of you know he didn't initially put any money in he has spent money but it's only the money that he's made from the game itself but so the the characters themselves aren't on the blockchain then they're actually just in the game itself is that right and then the items are on the blockchain sort of yeah the characters are the game is on the blockchain so and so facto like it's kind of how you look at it like the characters i couldn't sell a character it's just an account like it's a centralized system for that with decentralized rewards but you know there's uh what a mage um an archer and a warrior right now i yeah. went with the mage um so you can heal and that was one of the bigger ones because it allows the grinding to be a lot less taxing on your uh gold in the game because you know other players have to keep buying healing potions where you can just keep healing yourself over and yeah. over again but um the warrior is by far the easiest like they're they're smash and grab like they can just clear everything like compared to i'll have to kill like five six things and then i have to sit there and heal for a second it's like they can kill like 10 or 11 things and then have to heal so the grind is much quicker but it's also the play style yeah yeah it looks good man is there any other games in web 3 that you're looking forward to playing that you know are coming up we got uh approached and tested um what the heck was that first person shooter game called uh we got to play with the developer and one of the lead uh the developer and the ceo of theirs uh, impulse um and that was it's got some work to do but it feels very reminiscent of counter-strike um so that was a first person one that we did yeah as of right now i mean i've always been a habitual like i don't play 10 games i play like two or three Mm -hmm. and then finally maybe cycle them out a little bit because i like grindy games or at least games that you have to just keep going with them but yeah right now it's literally lost relics dungeon universe um uh what's it called uh gods unchained and then occasionally blancos yeah because spider tanks yeah, I remember play, playing... yeah no one none of my group really plays it i remember playing the blancos with you the ceo of um yeah of 
Ark, and then who was that? Oh, uh, that Justin. Guy, but I don't know his position. Oh no, you were with uh, the. Uh, you were with. Um... It's Brian, isn't it? Uh, Bryn. The South African dude. Yeah, yeah. Bryn. Yeah, I, I knew I couldn't pronounce his name. Yeah, so. so I actually remember that they were like, "You guys <laughs> sound alike," and he was like, "No, we don't." <laughs> it was like, you guys, uh, "I mean, just slightly." But yeah, yeah no, that was a good that, time, um, man. What's anyone that? Anyone would think that anyone would think that um saying that a South African sounds like an Australian would be a good thing, but not him. <laughs> right? I didn't think there was any issue with it, but apparently it was a, a no-go zone for him that day. But he's a good guy though. <laughs> yeah, man, he's got his um he's musicianally talented as well. Oh yeah, he's real talented with that. Yeah. I haven't really seen him around much anymore, man. I used to see you guys all the time over Twitter and now I don't really see pretty much anyone. Yeah, they I don't work for them anymore, but they have a there's a there's a very very talented people that work there and it seems like there's not a lot of they don't know where they should go in direction of from working with them cuz that was constantly the battle going on where you would get pulled in multiple directions and you don't know who to be fully listening to cuz you know the the CFO will contact you about a project I would work on that project for X amount of time. There would be some meeting and it would be like, we're going in a new direction for the marketing. I'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, well, what about this thing that I was asked specifically to do? And it would be like, mm-hmm. don't do that. And if there's an issue, tell them to come talk to me. I'd be like, okay. And then I would never hear about it again. So I just assumed they had communicated. And then, you know, there would be some level of confusion, I guess, or something like that. But, I don't know, six months down the road, I'd be like, where's that thing I asked you to do? It was like, well, he told me not to do it. And then you kind of get crickets in the group meeting where it's like, you're supposed to go to bat. Like I stopped, I would have not done your thing and done his thing. Mm -hmm. Like, but, and we were every, yeah, every week there was a new, a new idea that that we were going to go in a different direction. Like, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of brilliant people, not really, everybody's in each other's lanes is what I think the issue was over there at best, where it's like the CFO shouldn't be dealing with the marketing team at all, ever. The president shouldn't be talking to the marketing team at all or ever. Like, it's nice that we were all close and everything, but it also adds to a little bit of chaos. And when they, they decided that, you know, they trimmed all the fat from the company essentially being like we need to reorganize and redefine and you know i unfortunately we didn't get fired but we didn't get our contracts renewed type of yeah. situation with that and then because we met through market score gaming which was the channel that i had formed for the company like three months prior to the exit and then part of the severance package that i was given was like you can have full ownership of the channel and all the legal like entities with it that were registered already and so that's pretty cool though which i really liked because i was like i would like to keep streaming and doing something in this and i had had an idea right before um i was you know before i stopped working there um where i was like i would want to make a streamer team because i was like it'd be nice if you wanted to watch blockchain games you don't mean maybe not you don't know that many of them or you don't know which ones are good and it was like i wanted to find streamers from every different blockchain game that would be like you could go to market square gaming at the time at 24 7 and be able to see someone streaming a blockchain game live it may not yeah. be the same person it may not be the same game but you can learn their schedules or whatever we're going to be that was like what i was like getting ready to start setting up and so when they gave it to me i was like you know what i'm just going to keep going with it um and so changed it to all nft gaming and i don't know put about put put a good five digits of money into into it and found a streamer team and built that out that we provide like nfts for any of our sponsored streamers that they get to use then um as long as they're you know following there's uh requirements and stuff that go on with it like we have uh giveaway items like we have i think 
right now in the giveaway pool, 1800 NFTs that we give away an NFT every single time. Everybody's streaming sometimes, you know, up to 10 NFTs in a single stream um, that are, you know, either art-based NFTs, item-based NFTs from different games, different pools. And we've been working with developers and doing um, like giveaway events with the actual developers. It's It's been working out decently well. Like, um, yeah, so we've got a team of five or six people now that are all working towards and everyone pools all their resources into one centralized spot, uh, all NFT gaming. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening, man, if they want to participate in any of that sort of stuff, like do you have a Discord that they can join? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, let me. Uh... And if you if you send it to me um, in Discord when we're done, I'll yeah, put yeah, it on oh, the 100%. video as well. Yeah, I've got a we've got a random SEO tag for generic stuff. I can just send you. You can pick and choose whatever you want to do on it. Because like all of our streamers, socials, all of our socials, like Twitter, Discord. Yeah, you know, you know what you know what I'm talking about the the joy of SEO. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I fucking hate SEO, man. I reckon it's bullshit. Ah, uh, dude, it sucks so much. But it's like, if you get good at it, like you get money, man. Like there were people that worked for the companies that I've worked for where that's all they did. It was like that's what I was doing towards the end of when I was working for Market Square, and it was just like, is this really the duty? Like, you want me to just scour the fucking hashtag points or like god knows what or the verbiage or the, the how you categorize it for the information it, it's so dumb but it matters so much it, it's ridiculous it's like the difference between a 500 view video and a 50,000 view video did you do seo yeah. and it's like oh, no i know i have to it's like i've made templates essentially dependent on what we're doing and then it will just make me have to I don't know. I've gotten it down to where if I get a random video submitted from one of my people, it's like I go to, you know, Glitch Through Gaming sent me this. So I have a Glitch Through Gaming template where it's got all of your shit on there. And then all I have mm -hmm. to do is be like, what was talked about? And I'll just be like, give me some notes about what's going on because I don't want to watch it. Like, I'm doing the SDL <laughs> for it. Like, I'll watch it when I watch it. But if you want to post it quickly, just tell me the bullet points of whatever the hell you want included in this thing. And then, you know, tweak it. And then, boom, you're, you're good to go. And then everyone has a templated style of uh, thumbnails. Yeah. So it would be like, so you with your, in regards to SEO, man, like, I wanted to ask you, like, I know that you use a lot of third party material as far as like from movies, stuff mm -hmm. like that for your shorts. Like, I think I was talking to you a while back and you were saying that it was like 10% get flagged or something like that. Is that correct? Uh, probably more than that at this point. Since YouTube before, yes, it would probably be about 10% got flagged and it would claim that it could be monetized. Um, with the partnership agreement that was coming up with 2023 that CAT instituted, I think on the 15th of January, was that they had given everyone notice that shorts were going to be monetized in an attempt to compete with TikTok. Because TikTok was paying people out. But as always, YouTube was doing their thing where it's like, you know, a TikTok payout where if you get, I think you need 50,000 views for a penny in TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I on YouTube, it's a thousand views will get you a penny. So it's significantly better. Like YouTube always has been. Twitch also suffers from this, in my opinion, where my streamers stream on Twitch, which I like. Or I'm the only mm -hmm. one that streams on YouTube, so there's no conflict of poaching because we'll stream at the same time. But now we're able to hit two different metrics and pool at the same time for everyone that I will stream with. But the problem with uh, Twitch also is the fact that it's a 50-50 split. And they yeah. screwed over their highest potential people right at the early of 2023, if I'm not if I recall. Yeah, I because something about that. the partnership agreement in YouTube is a 70-30 split. So... Mm -hmm it's really good in our favor as long as we're producing like it's up to we're masters of our own destiny but we're we're doing all the work they're facilitating which is like a standard contract for a facilitation like you're going to take a small percentage you get the bulk of the work but you get the bulk of the money twitch was giving their top people 70 30 splits and if i recall at the beginning of 2023 they renegotiated this whole thing and they forced everybody, even the top tier, to go down to either a 60-40 or a 50-50 even, like everybody else, which was bonanzas to me. Like, 
you're going to take your top people that are making like you're talking about the top 1% of Twitch are the only people that are going to be affected by this thing. And they're the ones that bring you your number, like the largest amount of revenue. And so uh, mm -hmm. we were running the numbers one day and it was like, even for someone who's in the bottom end of that, you're talking about 50 to $60,000 a month now being disappearing from their doing the same thing that they were doing before. And it was like, that's ludicrous. So there was the overhaul with YouTube that came with shorts, and then they were going to start promoting streaming a lot more to try to compete. And they were going to try to poach a bunch of people. And as a partner, I don't know if you're at partnership yet on YouTube. No. Okay. No. So I haven't even looked into it, man. I mean, you have to get, it'll automatically happen. I think you need over a thousand subscribers, over 4,000 watch hours. And there's two other ones that are really, really easy to hit. But the 1,000 subscribers, the 4,000 watch hours is one of the most difficult one for most people. But there is, I don't know if it still works, but when I got monetized, there was still the, uh, I guess you'd call like shortcut um, where they were not differentiating between streaming and video views hours. So to get mm -hmm. 4,000 video watch hours on shorts or videos you're making yourself on a small channel base is really, really hard because like, if you spend an hour making like a 10 minute video, let's say, even if you didn't spend a ton of time on it, you don't have any pool of people to watch it. And YouTube's algorithm will not push you at all, at all, because there's no one there. Why would they? So how are you supposed to get these watch hours and subscribers? And so with streaming, you could literally stream and be like, I plan on playing video games for 10 hours. I'm going to set my phone up to just watch me while I stream. I just got 10 hours because it's going to view it as 10 hours of watch time, regardless of if it's streaming or videos. And so yeah. a lot of people don't stream on YouTube, like next to no one does. I was the only one in, I think, about four different communities till I found another person who YouTube streamed that was blockchain gaming in the same game space that I was. But it was like 99% of people are on Twitch. And so it's like, it's really hard to get monetized on YouTube because of that metric. It's yeah. like, I know one of my buddies set up like six bots and just every time he streamed on YouTube to get monetized, cause he was like, I don't want to stream, but he was like, he used that and then set up these bots and then he got his watch hours up to, you know, he would cheat. He's going to get his shit flagged eventually. Cause he would like literally just <laughs> set up a stream with six bots and then leave the home to go work for eight hours. And then come home and yeah. turn it off. And I'd be like, you had seven viewers the whole time. For, so you just got 56 hours of watch time today. And you did nothing. Like, But it's, yeah. So you don't, you get flagged 10 times more now with shorts and using that illegal content that I will use, like movies and stuff. But there is definitely a leeway for if you manipulated enough. Because like. I don't you like if you watch a bunch of the shorts that we produce, I think we have like 600 shorts now on there. But if you watch them, some of them are clear cut and I don't do much editing, but most of them are I have taken a five minute scene and cut it to 60 seconds with the funniest parts and blended things and chained like I've got 16, 17 layers to a timeline making a short that I haven't mm -hmm. done anything with. And a lot of those do not get flagged and I will make money off of them. But with the new system as well, I would say one out of every 40 will get banned and yeah. you can't actually watch it. I don't, 35 of that will be limited uh, money. They, it's like a lot of these things will share the profits with you. So I'll yeah. use Marvel shit all the time. Marvel will always limited uh, monetize, like flag me. But it's like we just split it. Or they get yeah. it entirely, but I don't really care at that point because I'm not pulling in. Like, I think our most successful short was like 56,000 views, maybe 65,000 views at this point um, from one. And it was like a two-day thing. But... I'm in it for the right now to build the um, subscriber base because if I release shorts, I get nine out of 10 days. If I release four shorts a day, which is usually the standard metric for what I do, I will get at least nine to 10 people at least. 
So not of them are coming back, but I don't care. Like, you know, they occasionally show up on the stream. They'll occasionally, like, pop in whatever and blah, blah, blah. Or they'll join the Discord occasionally and stuff like that. But it's really, you're not going to make any money right now until you're going to pull 50 million views on a short. And even then, you're not going to make anywhere near as much money as you will with a regular video. You're like, yeah, like, uh, for a comparison, 2,500 views for one of our last shorts made me three cents i think <laughs> one of my streamers replays that had no flags for like limited viewing or anything like that had 27 views and made 19 cents so it's like shorts don't make money they're you're like no one should go into shorts and being like i'm gonna make a shitload of money on that you make I a shitload of money on your channel yes like that's the only metric for it right now but yeah, well, like when I was setting up the first short, man, because I couldn't get it to work at first because I think I was doing um, 1920 by 1080 and it wasn't coming up as a short. And I had to change to it to 1080 by, yeah. Yeah, 1080 by 1920. And um, like I was reading all the shit on it, what they, like YouTube tells you itself. And it's like, this might take 48 hours to two weeks before it's going to get any views on it. So don't sort of like, don't be disheartened about uploading a short and it doesn't get views straight away. And I just thought that was unusual, man. It's like I dropped a Donald Trump one when I was talking about the um, Donald Trump NFTs. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> they'll put the, like, the Donald Trump stakes. Yeah. And it, it got dislikes on it because I'm looking at the metrics and it was like, I think, 16 likes and it was like eight dislikes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to. I feel like the like, only reason for that one, though, is because it's Donald Trump. It's like. Yeah people it's like they won't even watch it they'll see them and they'll think that you're for them because youtube is pretty right yeah because but it was like 350 350 views or something like that on that one short which was i think my second one that i made so that's good for me but um it's like it just didn't make sense like why why does it take 48 hours to two weeks before your shorts get any sort of play so what I've actually done with some of the stuff is that dependent on how hard you're hitting on a regular basis will be like I uh, so I was releasing four shorts a day knowing that they were going to be monetized eventually for three months. I released four shorts every single day, every day. So I was like, the idea was I was going to build this base that was going to watch our shorts. And then when they got monetized, I didn't realize that I was going to make no money at all from them. I thought it was going to be like YouTube where it's like, if I get a thousand views on my YouTube video, I get five bucks. So Mm -hmm. I figured, you know, it'll be a little bit less. If I get a thousand views, I'll get $2, let's say. I didn't realize it was going to be like a thousand views a penny. But I get it, yeah. like, because it's like, what, what does YouTube really get from it? Like, it's not like a YouTube video where someone's spent time sitting there watching it on their platform. They're going Something. like that on them. So I, I got it like that. But when I was posting every single day, I would have, if something hit harder one day, the next mm-hmm. day would have better traction. And if I didn't have that that one, you know, because the idea of releasing four a day, making these comedy shorts from pop culture videos and stuff like that was the idea that one of them will be really good to the general public of that day. And as long as one's really good, the other ones will trickle up, which is usually how it goes. But when you're releasing, like there was a time when we got up to the 55, 65,000 one. It was like we were listening bangers like three or four times a day that just happened to be like really good every time. It was just a good time period of harvesting these things and seeing because I will sit there and watch movies with my wife and then she'll sometimes get annoyed. I'll pause it and I'll be like, take my phone out and be like, this time in this movie yeah, he's playing and just be like replay it again and be like sorry 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 and how much I'll does just, she hate yeah. Batman it's like <laughs> half the time she does it too where she'll like be like there's one like do it yeah. but because she's really into movies and stuff but yeah like you will see these weird fluctuations in like return rates that I've noticed where like yeah uh, three days ago 
three of the four that I released only had 250 to 350 views, which is really bad for the return rate that's normal for me. And then you go and check today, and they've got 2,500 to 3,500 each. And mm -hmm. so the algorithm will do this thing where if there's like something that could potentially go viral from what I've like personally noticed, it will start to steamroll these type of things and it will back burner a ton of crap. And then, you know, you can't force anything to go viral. Things go viral if they go viral and the algorithm decides to ease back and push the reserve back forward. And that's why I think they're like the 24 to 48 hours thing. Cause it's like, if there's something better, you're not going to be shown to the average person. Yeah. But you know, if the average person has gone through all our bangers, they'll then start to see them. And so the average person will, you know, that's why they, I would say the 24 to 48 hours is cause like I religiously will sit there when I'm like cooking food or something and just flip short, yeah. short, I'm going to, I'm going to test something. I'm going to make a short out of this video. I'm going to call it why YouTube's better than Twitch. <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm going to put you gotta the, like blur my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it up. And then I'm going to put it on there and see how that works with the algorithm. Oh, I bet they'd actually they like that one, man. Yeah. I think they would. That's funny. <laughs> so, so yeah. see how that goes. It, YouTube's a, a fickle bitch, like, in all honesty. That's why you can sit there, like, I've listened to, I don't know, tens of hours of Mr. Beast explaining things, tens of hours of, um, what are the other two people? I don't watch that much often. There's other two people that aren't like fully name branded, but they talk about the algorithms of everything and the AI involved with what's going on and how it works and why it works the way it does, which I always found interesting because it's like, if I know how it's doing what it's doing as a baseline for how it was created, I can know maybe where it's going to go and try to do some, some type of like anticipation in the world. But YouTube's, it's an interesting place. Like I've, you know, gotten, I was forced to really get heavily into learning the intricacies of it from market square. And then I've just been interested in that and furthered on with it. And, you know, I've made quite a bit of money from contracts of people needing help or wanting something or hearing about they heard me talk somewhere and they were like well, yeah it's like okay like, let's contact this guy about this thing and everybody has usually good results because it's like i'll usually tell them i'll be straight up i haven't worked with it. some people too or i'm like i don't i don't think that the algorithm or your methodology is the issue i think it's the content itself like you need to do a little bit different things and that will be that type of deal because everybody also needs to find their niche, and we picked yeah, a horrible well, one too, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just we about picked to say one where it's man, like there's that... ten thousand people to secure <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah, NFT yeah. gaming. <laughs> well, I think like the biggest account that I've seen is like through blockchain. That's not a podcast. Like actually making like content based around like Web three gaming is um on chain gaming. Okay, I, I know him. Yep. I think his channel's only got like one hundred and twenty five thousand subs, which yeah. like I'm. I'm making it sound like it's not a good thing here. Like I've only got 50 subs on mine. I understand that he's done a really good job, but at the end of the day, compared to fucking any other YouTube channel or anything like that, just with like mundane topics, they've got like fucking, like you could make a fucking a podcast about fucking coffee. Oh yeah. And, it would, and there are get millions, millions of fucking oh, yeah. subs compared to blockchain. Yeah, I mean, because we're working in a tiny pool. That's also why I opened up um, when it went to the shorts. And after, like, kind of reviewing the year 2022 with our channel's growth and our engagement and how we were actually engaging and dealing with our communities, um, I pivoted to being, like, we have to include, like, AAA gaming. We just have to at this point. Like, we cannot survive. We can focus on NFT gaming as being our priority and our passions. But mm -hmm. it's it's just not happening to only, like, yeah. It's like, so do you, if the best of the best of the best 
for blockchain gaming and blockchain strictly only stuff is 125,000 subs. In the whole scheme of things, not that that's bad, like you said, that's really bad in the scale of everything else. It's like, that's a okay channel on AAA gaming. An okay one at best. Like, it's not a good channel. Because like, a good channel has yeah. got like three hundred to 400,000 subscribers for AAA gaming. Yeah. And I'm like, it's hyper impressive for, for what I we do. Like, that's like, you know, you're the big league. Like, that's yeah, like, exactly. yeah, we're playing like, like T-ball and you're playing Major League Baseball right now, like in our numbers. But it's like, it's not a large possibility to get to that stance in that tiny community. So I was like, we have to open up to everything. So I started talking, like doing shorts about, you know, the zone, like there's no blockchain game that has the zone coming in or, you know, like reviving your teammates. Like, tell me what game that goes on in too. Like, I'd, I'd love to know that. It's like, so you had to bring in like the aspects of call of duty. And so one of my streamers was like, I'm honestly kind of bored right now with blockchain games. There's nothing for me that I really want to play. I was like, good, go play the other stuff. Like go. And he did Hogwarts legacy and was like, sending me like video clips of like fighting death on max difficulty end game video like <laughs> fighting a, the troll for the first time and all this stuff and so it was like perfect bring it in because mm -hmm. we don't have to have all blockchain because you're gonna it, it just allowed for such a stagnation of growth at a certain point because we went from zero to 1500 relatively quickly within a year and two months which for a blockchain only thing is I think quite fast. And yeah. then we stagnated for like an entire year. We got another like 700, maybe 800 people. And it was like, I realized because we would run these events before too. Like when I had first met you, we would run lost relics giveaway events with the developers and we would have 150 concurrent viewers for seven hours of streaming. Yeah. And then you would have the next month that we did it or in a month and a half, we'd do it again. And then we had a hundred. And then it was 50. And then it was like, when you do a big event, you get 40 to 60 anywhere. And it just levels there, depending on how much work you put in the outside to get people to come to it. And it just, the industry was doing boom, boom, boom. And then it dropped and everybody jumped ship naturally. Like, especially, you know, like I'm talking about like crypto and relation at this point to the gaming world where it's like there was a yeah. clear distinction of as crypto has started to reach its peak i felt as though there were a lot of people reducing their time investing into that that were heavily involved before that all of a sudden disappeared and then ftx happened yeah and now we have like either. a large community is like 200 people which is like yeah. ridiculous because that was like a bad day, like on a normal day anywhere else before. And yeah, we well, even like running a guild, man. Like I think around the FTX time, we ended up fucking losing like sixty sub, like sixty follow like members or whatever you want to call it within probably two or three days. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's like exactly the same type of thing where there was uh when. FTX happened and we started really going into other games around that time. Um, it was just like we had been running the same dungeons with the same crap for a year straight in Lost Relic. So we were all kind of wanting a little bit of a palate cleanser, something to do differently. And we wanted to play together. And mm -hmm. we left for Dungeon Universe around that time. Like I was the last one to join of our group but I had tested the game a long time before. So like I randomly have like a free founders token in that game. I yeah. like kept out like, what is this? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? That means like you're an OG. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. I'm like, I'm totally an OG in this game. Like, I didn't even know what the thing was, but I had tested yeah. it for market square to make a video one time. But when we left, everybody left with FTX. And then a few of the people that stayed like gaming, went to dungeon universe because we could all now play together doing fantasy rpg stuff mm -hmm. didn't look the same but you know like we've been doing the same thing and there was this like mentality where 
it was just like A and G left. They need to come back or Lost Relics is going to die. And it's like Lost Relics is never going to die. And we had actually no real effect on that. It was just the time and the place. It was what was going on in the market and the society. But when crypto starts going back up like it has, the numbers of people will go back up. Yeah. It is discerning, though, like or disconcerting the amount of fair weather players apparently there are. Because it's like, we, we're not going to get the system put in Call of Duty if everybody jumps ship when the times, when the like waters get rocky. It's like, stay in, keep playing. What, what changed? Like, are we really in it for the money? Like, I always view these games as being like, I like the game and the NFTs are an extra perk. Like, yeah. I'm not there to play, like, I'm not going to play a crappy game just because it makes good money. I understand that there are a lot of people that are, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I do. And, or my group of friends, like, realistically. Like, some a little bit less on that scale than others, but generally speaking, yeah. It's like, the NFTs are a bonus. Yeah. It's like, I can either spend my money, and like, and like I said, I still do play regular games. You know, like, you have yeah. to get in on a, one of our Golf with Friends sessions. You ever play that game? <laughs> no, I haven't played that one, man. I don't have to like hold an actual golf stick or anything. No, no, no. Like it's just like a mouse leg, and you just click and oh, yeah. hold yeah, it cool. forward, and it, it's like a, a little. You can play it on your phone, like essentially, yeah. like. But we'll play that one as like a palate cleanser, where it's like I'm so tired of grinding bores. Like, I didn't be think, like, all right, golf was friends. Like VR. <laughs> uh, yeah no it's a jam and so one of our clan members really loves it and he uh he builds um our youtube channel styled uh courses where mm -hmm. the, we call it we have this like fake like a uh, fake land that we made up called angia because we're ang and we like yeah. fantasy <laughs> games and so it's this like corny thing and it was like yeah angia because all of these like uh missions that you can do in my uh chat when i'm streaming like you can decide yeah. to go slay a troll or do something that we've written all these custom stories that you can go through and angia was where it always was and so he's made now like two courses and the second course is like actually doing very well in that game like i think like a thousand people had downloaded it the last time that we had checked yeah like that's cool like awesome didn't know that we could market the youtube channel inside the golf game <laughs> so like you could make the uh yeah you could do a guild i have seen there. i have seen some other web3 games as well like they haven't come out or anything but uh, one of them their idea is to have like um you can buy billboards so like you're in the game and then you can actually market like buy a billboard and then market on uh, whatever like you want. the sandbox oh yeah yeah well i haven't really looked in the sandbox but this is a different one but i won't mention them just in case they're um not very legitimate because I haven't really deep dived it yet. I mean, it's a it's a weird thing, and anyone who I feel really bad for anyone that put big money into the sandbox in that aspect, where it's like the sandbox isn't bad. It's got a variety of games and fun stuff that you can do. But I remember at the end of Market Square, they wanted a day one video of the sandbox, and mm -hmm. they were like, "Make it happen," and. I was after doing all the research I was like there's no guarantee like you can buy a plot of land to get into a lottery and mm -hmm. there are made 10,000 plots of land let's say only 4,000 people are going to be able to get in access day one so I was like we have to own land and there's no guarantee they're like okay well that's fine like let's buy some land and I was like well the cheapest land plot that's available is the worst piece of land in the entire game definitively that's the shittiest plot that's there and it's not like there's like 20 of the shittiest plot there's one crappiest plot in that game and it was ten thousand usd yeah. to get that thing and i was like so i'll buy it with the company card if you really want me to but i don't think this is a smart decision like because there's no even guarantee you're gonna spend ten thousand bucks to be part of a lottery where you have a 40 percent chance to win 
Like, that yeah. doesn't sound that good to me. Like, but, you know, this is your money. And they were like, no, let's not do that then. And then, you know, you look because there were plots that people bought for over a million dollars. And then you look now. I have no idea what they're worth, but I'd be willing. I'd be willing to bet the million dollar plot is under. Forty thousand dollars at this point. Yeah, yeah, I haven't looked either, man. Like I know that I was sort of interested in it around the hype, but I just couldn't pull the trigger as far as um, like what the average plot was. Just even for a small one, it was like you know, maybe three or four ETH or something like that. And ETH at the time was like five grand. I know. So you're looking at like twenty grand just for a fucking pissy little plot for what? Which is crazy because it's like I got the idea of that, but I also the metaverse is something that I'm half and half with. Um, I don't. So in marketing, there's a thing called (laughs) click rate, like that is dependent on a make or break system. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a vapid system because human beings do this thing where if I have to click an extra, like two times, like it just clicking, just, like hitting your mouse i am like 80 less times likely to complete a process so it's like when you're talking about the metaverse my issue with the entirety of it where i don't think it will ever work the way that they want it to work until i can literally have gear up that i don't have to put anything on and you will warp images into my my oculus like (laughs) you know like i don't have to wear anything to go into the metaverse i can just wake up and stand in front of something or live my life inside of the metaverse built like that way without having any of this gear because the click rate so if i want to go like the idea of the whole metaverse where it's like you have a shop let's say and you make clothes and you make these t-shirts that are fun everybody likes them you decide to buy a plot of land Let's say you paid $40,000 initially, like, and you now have a storefront in there that people can buy that crap from your website. And all it is is a, a $40,000 portal with a mm-hmm. bottleneck for who's actually able to shop for your $40,000 portal because it's the metaverse. And it's like, I don't like it's set up to fail because I can just go to your website yeah and then there's two clicks instead of i have to do two clicks to start the game then i have to do how many clicks to get to your store then i have to do how many clicks to access the clothes to buy the clothes to purchase the clothes that i'm still gonna get fucking warped out to the same style of screen it might just be a synthetic browser that it's like is this your address amazon's like confirm it's like there's eight extra steps to the process and it's like men generally also don't really like doing shopping and men are generally (laughs) the people that are doing gaming type of things and they're the early adopters traditionally of these type of systems Mm -hmm. what the hell kind of expectation is that we're gonna we're gonna hope that all the men come and want to shop inside synthetic stores like i don't want to go to the mall I hate the fucking mall. I hate grocery shopping. I, I like. I hate going to do any of that stuff. And you don't want yeah. me to play a video game version of it when I could just yeah. go and get it right now too. It it just seems really foolish because literally adding, engine actually suffered from the click thing. Engine had a perfect system with their engine 1.0 wallet. Then they went to 2.0 and they added two clicks to every confirmation and every one i ever talked to and i talked to a lot of people that use engine we're like this system sucks and it was like yeah but it's way more in depth and it's like yeah but it takes forever to confirm anything and it wasn't the time it was the clicks it was the fact that i had to click three times to say yes i want to join the discord chat with you and it was like the click rates don't make any sense for any of the stuff in the meta so it's like the billboards and stuff like i love the idea of it but you first have to get everyone there for it even to make sense. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. And don't get me started about Zuckerberg's metaverse. Homeboy has dropped (laughs) like what? Almost set him fucking broke. (laughs) hundred billion dollars. He's lost pumping this meta and he's still doing it. Like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Well, you must think it's going to be something. I have an Oculus too. Like I have a rift 
like Oculus 2, the one that doesn't require the computer, it's really fun, but I'm I'm grinding or editing or doing something for 8 to 10 hours a day. I'm not on an Oculus for 8. I'm on there for like 30 minutes, and then I'm like gassed because I'm like playing some like hard level difficulty shooter game that's going on in there. And it's <laughs> like, all right, well, like if I wanted to go like run around the block, I'd run around the block. I don't need the metaverse to make me do it. Yeah. Well, man, it's, we've hit the hour mark now, oh, and it's been right. good talking to you. Of course. Um, fuck, man. Like, that conversation went pretty quick. It did. I'd love to have you on again another time. I'm Down sure this would be a good one want. for anyone that's in Web3 that's trying to build, like, a, a channel and everything and try to get an understanding of why SEO matters and all that sort of stuff. But, like, in all honesty, man, from the research that I've done and what you've done yourself as well, like, we've briefly even touched on it. Oh, I know. Compared to yeah. how much information there is. Like, oh, I don't get it at all still. And I've, well, Dude, I've probably watched it. I'd love to do like videos. a, we could do like a whole bunch of them. We could do like four <laughs> topics, and that's what we're talking about for each time. <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy, huh? Well, thanks for coming on anyway, man. Absolutely, and if you don't man. mind hanging around, I'll just stop the podcast now. Perfect. Cool.